I mean, she said it perfectly. She said, we don't exist or when we do, we exist as a threat. And it doesn't matter how quote unquote great you are. You are a threat first and foremost. Welcome to Black Girl Voices, a podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes. Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat with your best girlfriends. We will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable. We are your hosts, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. I'm Caroline J. Sumlin. And I'm Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And if you're listening to this on the day that it released, it is President's Day. And so we thought that we would do an episode in honor of President's Day, if you will. Um, Of course, we could have done, you know, the first Black president, but which is, you know, Barack Obama. However, this is Black Girl Voices. So we are going to talk about the the women of the White House, the the woman who stood beside President um, Obama and talk about kind of like the racism that she faced even in one of the highest seats in office. And also, you know, we'll briefly get into um, Kamala Harris, you know, shout out to the first woman VP and Black, um, Black and woman VP. So uh, yeah. Let's uh, we'll kind of jump into Michelle Obama. I think before we jump in, I, I, I want to kind of mention how I think Michelle Obama is the perfect example why um, respectability politics don't work. You know, they tell you to talk a certain way, act a certain way, be educated, dress a certain way, and you will be respected as such. You know, you'll be looked at as an equal, et cetera, et cetera. And Michelle Obama is the perfect example on of no matter what you do, you're still black at the end of the day and people still hate you because of the color of your skin. Because as we know, or, you know, if listeners don't know, Obama is still to this day, one of the most educated and accomplished first ladies to ever grace the white house. Um, she graduated from, I believe it was Harvard and Princeton. She was a lawyer. Um, I mean, and and there's all kinds of other um, accolades and and accomplishments that she has aside from that. But just the fact that she was the most accomplished, uh, the fact that she always handled herself very poised and graceful and eloquently. And she spoke so beautiful. I mean, she still to this day, I love to hear her speak, her and Obama both really, but she speaks so beautifully and we watched her be called things like a monkey. We watched people critique her for wearing. Um, I'll never forget that big controversy that happened when she wore a dress with no sleeves. And we also watched as all of the first ladies before her and the one that came after her, they didn't keep the same energy for. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's dive into that. Let's dive into just the fact that respectability politics is BS. Because at the end of the day, we still black. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what more is there to say? <laughs> like it's, it's hard. It's hard to like even. Sometimes you just, 
it's hard to find the words to really articulate exactly what's going down. Mm-hmm. If that, if that makes sense, because it's, it's just like, not, not that it is what it is, but like, how, how else is there to put it really? How else right, is there to other put than it's the, just blatant racism? Right. Like there's, there's no other, there's no other way to put it. Um, yeah, I, there's, there's, there's no other way to put it. And that, that's the, I, I was, I was watching a reel. I don't remember who or what or whatever. So A ain't going to be in the show notes, but I was watching a reel sometime within the last week or so. And it was talking about teaching black history and racism to kids and proper language to say. And it was saying, be careful not to say things such as white people did not like black people because of the color of their skin, because when you say because of the color of their skin, it makes it seem like the skin color is the problem. If their skin color had not been, you know what I'm saying? Like the skin, right. like it, like it's a, it's a shameful thing to be black or a shameful thing to be a person of color, but let's just keep it 100. It's, it's about anti-blackness. So instead of saying because of the color of the skin, because of racism, because racism causes the hatred of people that, have melanin so um because obviously we know melanin itself is not a problem we know that the, like the the our skin color is not to blame here that's that's kind of wh- what that's getting at um and and that 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 just is what it is right because if you try to put it on because of the color of their skin or because because insert black stereotype here or whatever in insert anti-black stereotype here. I mean, at the end of the day, my skin color and whether I'm educated or, or how much education I have, or like you said, how well I code switch or anything else that I or any other black person has, as far as just what society says equals success, accomplishment, value, um, yeah, success, accomplishment, or value. I'm not, unfortunately it, in our society, it, it, it also is equated to whiteness, but I want to change that frame of thinking because it's not success is not a white person's trait. Value is not a white person's trait. Education is not a white person's trait. That is for anybody. Anybody can be those things. And it doesn't mean you are more like a white person if you are at period point blank it is just pure racism like there's there's no if ands or buts about it there's nothing anybody can do when they are a person of color when they are a black person to make a racist person not be racist yeah absolutely for sure um yeah i think um i think Having Michelle in the White House, I know for myself, was both encouraging and discouraging at the same time. Encouraging because, of course, you know, we're, we're seeing our first Black power couple in the White House. Like, we're seeing, we're, you know, in positions of power and, you know, um, we, we can't diminish the role of, of First Lady either. You know what I mean? So, like, seeing her in that, in that position and seeing them there was so exciting for me. And then, you know, seeing just how... 
I know in our community, in the Black community, it, it, it was celebrated. We were proud, you know. However, at the same token, for me, it was that reminder, that constant reminder, just constantly seeing her bashed and constantly seeing them pick apart every Like, she couldn't do anything right. There was nothing she could do that was just... Aside from, you know, and, and I think another thing, too, that stuck out to me when we're talking about, um, you know, from a feminist point of view, I know a lot of times I saw with this last presidency, people would say, I don't even know how to really pronounce the girl. I think it's Melania, Melania, Melania. They would just because her husband's a certain way, you can't judge her based on her husband, like her husband's politics or her husband's politics. Like we women should ha- be able to have that separation. I absolutely agree. But Michelle Obama did not get, even though she did share her husband's politics and point of view, she did not get that right. Every single thing Obama did, they also made sure to pick apart Michelle. Like she wasn't above reproach, you know what I mean? And so I think, you know, also it was just, it was discouraging that aspect. And also another, just another way that we see where feminism and black and th- where there's a separation between feminism, mainstream feminism and black feminism, because we saw those same white feminists who were like, you know, women aren't extensions of their husband, which I agree. They did. She wasn't offered that same grace. You know what I mean? So it was just it was also a very discouraging time. Um, and and I, I, I do appreciate her ability to you know quote unquote rise above but also I wonder how many times behind closed doors because we only see what we see you know Michelle Obama's not out here crying in front of the world telling us how she feels and how beat down she feels and you know what I mean she wasn't doing that every day um it, she she gets really vulnerable in her book becoming for any of those who are interested but um and on her podcast and things but for the most part, we weren't seeing like the, the pain and stuff she was suffering from, you know, the hate comments and the trolls and stuff. So I often in my discouragement of just seeing like a woman in such a high position still be treated the way she was treated. I often wondered how many times she felt discouraged or depressed or just like, you know, ready to throw in the towel, which is black women, but black women, we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders and I just she she really had the weight of the world on her shoulders like literally and mm-hmm. so I just wonder often if I could have a conversation with her that would be my question to her like tell me honestly what it felt like to carry that weight of the world on your shoulders you know I feel like knowing Michelle Obama she would still find a positive spin to it because that's just what oh, she absolutely. is. there's no way she would honest that she would just get blatantly honest and right Afterwards, I'd be like, there's, 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 there's going to be like a motivational twist and she's going to empower you in some way. And oh, when they go low, we go high. I mean, right, right? exactly. Like, I was like, because I remember saying, uh, uh-uh, when they go low, I go lower. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I hear you, sis. <laughs> I hear you. Well, um, speaking of behind closed doors, I found an article where um, Michelle Obama shares with the Today Show about, um, times that she really experienced racism when she was kind of like incognito when she didn't have the secret service with her she was trying to be as normal quote-unquote as possible when she was trying to be as normal as possible so she describes a time that she said that she had just finished taking the girls to a soccer game and they were stopping to get ice cream and she had told the secret service to stand back because they were trying to be normal so they go in to um, a haagen or something like that. There was a line. And once she says, there was a line. And once again, when I'm just a black woman, this is her quote. I noticed that white people don't even see me. They're not even looking at me. 
So I'm standing there with two little black girls, another black female adult, they're in soccer uniforms, and a white woman cuts right in front of us to order, like she just didn't even see us. Obama said the girl at the counter almost took the woman's order before the first lady spoke up. So I stepped up and I said, excuse me. I was like, you don't see us four people standing right here. You just jumped in line. Obama said she didn't apologize. She never looked me in the eye. She didn't know it was me. All she saw was a black person or a group of black people, or maybe she didn't even see that because we were that invisible. I can tell you a number of stories that like that when I've been completely incognito during the eight years in the White House, walking the dogs in the canal, people will come up and pet my dogs, but will not look me in the eye. They don't even know it's me. So, and then, oh, then she goes on to say what, what white folks don't understand. It's like that it is so telling of how white America views people who are not like them. She said, you know, we don't exist. And when we do exist, we exist as a threat. And that, that's exhausting. Jeez. Jeez. That's probably, that's pretty vulnerable for her though. That's I know, right? There's not no motivational for her. <laughs> no, well, no, no, no. Because it goes on to say, um, well, I, I would say, I, still say that's pretty non it's non-motivational. She, she goes yes. on to say, there's a certain relief that comes when you, when you don't have to walk into your friend group and explain yourself. She said, my group of female friends aren't calling me to say, what can I do? You guys are calling me to say, how you doing, girl? You know, let's talk. And that was it. So she right. it so was a, yeah, yeah though, she still didn't. It wasn't her typical, for sure. I, um, that's so, and, and I wonder, like, how many people who did notice it was Michelle Obama, but they don't care because she's black you know what I mean like how many of them were like okay Michelle Obama you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. if I saw Michelle Obama I would be definitely like super excited you know what I mean but for how many people their blackness has dimmed the light of them being like quote-unquote famous to them right Um, I mean I mean she said it perfectly she said we don't exist or when we do we exist as a threat and it doesn't matter how quote unquote great you are you yeah. are a threat first and foremost yeah when you are a black I, um, I think the reason I really held on to that time when she was just getting bashed over that dress with um without sleeves was when Trump's wife well, Melania, Melania, let me not say Trump's wife. She has a name. Melania was in the White House and so many, like so many people were talking about letting her pass be her pass. And I was like, we bashed a black woman for not wearing sleeves. And this woman has had her vagina all over the internet. <laughs> like right. it, and again, do what you do. Like, sex work is work. You know, I support all women in all spaces, but I'm just saying, keep the same energy. You right, know what right. I mean? Like just how we talked about the last, on the, I think it was the last podcast when we talked about um, how, or I don't know, that, that might've been a while ago when we talked about how Obama could never have been divorced how X amount of times and had X amount of baby mamas like, like Trump. He, they, that would have never happened. Oh, for sure. Absolutely not. No, no, yeah. that, that's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different <laughs> podcast. Like what, what white people can do and get away with. We should literally go have a list of, uh, do a podcast with a list of like times that were just extremely hypocritical. You know what I mean? Like all of them. We had a all when we had what the fuck? I'm sorry. <laughs> so, no, but honestly, I, I think that would be just <laughs> listing it out sometimes is like really like what like holy shit. Like I don't think a lot of people think about like how just like one sided 
this whole, I mean, I, I know we think about it, black people think about it, but non-black people, I don't know that they really get how deep it is, like how one, how one-sided this whole world is. Like I, we should definitely do that. I think that'd be fun. Just a list of what WTF hypocritical times that we were like, okay, so y'all not gonna say nothing. Like, you know? Yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. Or I mean. I think we can kind of like slide over to Kamala Harris. Like I even think about when she became VP and instead Mm -hmm. of celebrating, even if this is not, here's my thing, even if this is not your politics, right? If it's not your thing, you're not a Democrat. Okay. Mm -hmm. To not be able to be adult enough to celebrate the history that it is to first to have a woman and then to have a black woman Um, you know, she is black and South Asian, I believe South Asian. Yes. She's multi, she's multicultural. I'll put it that way, just in case I miss any of them. However, she is a black woman in America's eyes. Right. So to have a woman and a black woman in this position of power. And I remember how many times I saw how many times they diminished her to her accomplishments must have gotten her there because of some sexual act she must have committed to climb the ladder. Yeah. Like how degrading that we can't even celebrate getting to the highest one of the highest positions in the country without being nothing more than someone's sex toy or you know whatever was said yeah because in america black people don't have the real capability to do these things they they're uncivilized that's why we enslaved them in the first place we saved them from themselves they were heathens they're still heathens. So anytime that they're successful, it must have been something like affirmative action or sex or, you know, some sort of, it just insert some sort of scheme or, you know, cutting the line here. Like they think that's right, literally right. what they think anytime we're successful. Yeah, to know how they cut the line, how they, how right. they, what, how, they what do they really do? Because there's no way, there's no way that just on merit alone, Right. They would have gotten to this position. No way. It surely could have been because they worked hard and they went to school and they broke barriers and yeah, couldn't have been that. No, no, if they're I not can. smart enough. They're not smart enough. No. <sighs> yeah, I um. Yeah, I mean, I guess let's dive into to Kamala Harris or I mean, we. But here's the thing: I don't really want to dive into these because I want to celebrate them. Like, I feel like we talk a lot about the heaviness behind all of them at the end of the day I feel like we don't have time enough to really celebrate and rejoice and talk about just the wins you know of having these black women in these positions that they're in yeah I mean we mentioned them in our trailblazers episode, I, I believe, but um, I mean, I, I know for me seeing, seeing Michelle Obama and just, especially as the presidency progressed and, and Barack as well, seeing oh, yeah. them really come into their own and more and more of their blackness show the long the, the closer they got to the got to the door girl when they stopped they stopped, <laughs> you could tell when they were like somewhat over it like michelle was letting her true faces come through oh and, for sure yes oh yeah giving me life um but uh, but in all honesty in all honesty is the wrong transitional phrase i don't know why i said that but um in all seriousness is what i meant to say 
just her her work in general just period point blank her initiatives her healthy the way that she really focused on children and mental health and eating well um her her visibility was top notch i i honestly don't think i've seen another first lady maybe i don't honestly remember i'll say in my lifetime right i said yeah i was was gonna say in my lifetime Uh, i don't remember hillary clinton as much of a first lady but i feel like she was a pretty visible one because she's just really well known and she's always been very um political herself and things that but i I would say besides hillary clinton really i don't i don't know of any other first lady that's been in our lifetime that's been as in the forefront and in her own initiatives and really becoming her own person as i've heard both her and president obama himself say that she didn't have to do that like you don't ever have to as a first lady you don't have to do that. I mean, you look at Melania. <laughs> Sis didn't right. even want to decorate. She didn't want to decorate for Christmas. Was that Christmas? Nothing. She was like, no, I don't want to do this. Not like, who are you even? Like, what? So, yeah, I mean, just not not even up. required whatsoever to do any of those things. But decided to use that time, even though she speaks, she speaks highly of her time because it was like, uh, just it was just a pivotal time in their lives and she's proud of the work that they did yeah, but she, she speaks more about how difficult it was and yeah. how strenuous it was and how like by the time it was over they were like ready to get the hell out of dodge because it just was too much i was very oh, surprised just- about that my husband read obama's book which kudos to him because he was like you should read it and then i was like that's like 600 pages so I'm gonna skip <laughs> like it Harry Potter <laughs> I was like but thanks you can just tell me about it but he says that that Obama also was really candid about like they were done they were they over were, it they were finished yeah I really yes. want to read I have not read read either of them and I really would like to but I'm gonna have to do an um <laughs> yeah no I'm I'm getting an audible subscription like tomorrow because I have way too many books to just keep piling on my list I'm like this is not happening um but anyway so just 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 the fact that like despite how difficult it was their passion and the work that they do and their their desire and their and their on and their their optimism about yeah. the change they really believe can still happen even when they when their backs are up against the wall and they see absolutely nothing happening and everything is that i mean we know with michelle but like even with barack obama like his presidency and and the you know congress is trying to stop everything that they possibly can do and they literally do everything they can to elect the most white supremacist guy after like all all of that with all of that uh uh, y'all had enough time (laughs) yeah they still they still right now even just post white house post presidency are constantly working and advocating for change and just doing yeah. the damn thing. I, I get President Obama's tweets like notific like I get a notification. He's like the only one. Right. <laughs> and and I'm on his text message list. <laughs> I am on his email list. And I I, so like, I do get excited about the new initiative. Like, ah, Obama's texting me. I know it's right. just you know a million people that he's texting. We know, okay. He makes it seem happen. like so and then like he had one of those it like does text come across services. very personal. Oh, absolutely. He had one of those text services, though, where it's like, 
he texted you to get like he there was a number you could send to, you know to get on the text message text you back and he was like hey barack here da, 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 you know doing the whole thing and then he sent his own contact card with his picture oh. so i saved so- this contact in my <laughs> so whenever he texts me, his picture pops up, and I'm like, "Oh, it's Brock!" <laughs> oh my god, no! You I'm such a fan. <laughs> I do love me some Brock. Okay? I love Brock respectfully. I love, respectfully I love the Obamas. Like, I honestly don't think that there's really any other public figure that I look up to the way that I look up to both of them. Oh yeah. I, and they're definitely really, not political for me. <laughs> well, for sure. Not political. I mean, yeah. there, there's plenty of people I look up to. Don't get me wrong. And we've talked about them in other episodes, but when it comes to Barack and Michelle Obama, I just literally, I, the, the crush that I have on them. Like, I just think yeah. that they are so phenomenal. They're so monumental. They, no one will ever, no president will ever touch the, light and the and the precision and the education and the morale and the dignity and everything that they stood for and everything that they had to do to pull that off nobody will ever touch what they did nobody what I loved I used to absolutely adore and it used to bring me great joy the little memes of him and Joe's relationship (laughs) they were so cute of just like him constantly having to be like no joe like practically babysitting joe i love and now he's the president of the united states oh my god caroline is showing me (laughs) almost contact picture y'all she was not lying when barack texts there's a picture that pops up so look at i have have everybody keep caroline in your thoughts and prayers there is a picture look at this Last year, I sat down with my good friend Bruce Springsteen for a long and meaningful conversation that touched on so much of what we're dealing with these days. I'm excited to share it with you over the next few weeks with a did link. Did he text back? I, I did, did back? one time. Yes. So did he text back? He was like, hi there. You have, because he knew that I was in the state that I'm in that I try not to disclose. And so you have a big election tomorrow and I want to make sure you have a plan to vote in certain <laughs> names of Democrats here up and down the ballot can't win without you have you voted and i texted yes an hour later he said thanks for doing your part now make sure to reach out to three friends and family members and tell them to make a plan to vote we are counting on you he responded back okay oh my God. <laughs> forget the fact you that it was automated <laughs> what in your mind it was not automated in your and, mind and- brock was in his study texting yes. Catching Absolutely. up on his text messages and catching my, you back. My so. last message with him was December 17th. Happy holidays. I wanted to share my, <laughs> my annual list of favorite music, books, and movies with you. Since I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for <laughs> donations for Caroline. Because we're going to have to get her some help. Sis is legit going, I am dead. <laughs> but I cannot talk trash because I told you after Carrie Washington um, DM'd me that one time. After that, I signed up for her. She also has like a um a text link thing, yes, especially yes. when she was helping campaign. And I used to respond back from time to time because I was like, "Look, we are friends." Listen, because she DM'd me one time. He sent me his holiday list of favorite music and movies and books. He said, "I want to share them with you, Carol." I am tagging <laughs> Michelle Obama, Barack Obama. I am tagging them <laughs> in the post. For this podcast, and I just want to say, if they were to ever see it or respond, I would lose my mind. Like, I would legit lose my mind. 
this is all like my husband would be able to shut you. me up forever we love you we love you for rocking the show we just wanted to dedicate <laughs> a whole episode to just your awesomeness because we do right this is like there's friendly. really no full point to the actually there is a point because i want to stop saying that because i want to for us not to feel especially as like black women that if we're not like fully putting on an educational PowerPoint presentation that there's no point to what we're saying. I absolutely Mm, believe that sometimes we can just be and exist and just shoot the shit and celebrate the people (laughs) that we're talking about. (laughs) And yes, but you know, just be and just talk about what we want to talk about and celebrate the people that we're talking about without there being a full lesson. You know why? Because I'm getting a little sassy, but y'all can get on Google and look up what Michelle Obama has done. I mean, yeah, we shared a little bit, but y'all, there's a whole book. Okay, go buy her book. Sis, you yes, hear Michelle? Sure. Do you hear me promoting you? I'm getting you sales, bro. Michelle's probably like, I really. Because she's definitely had, listening I, to this. I had an. I I got this. Like, I didn't. Like, she know doesn't she, have a whole podcast. But like, you know, she uh, she also was on the first the first episode of Blackish this season as a guest star of her, of being herself. Did you know? Okay. I did well, not know that. Watch that episode too. It's fun. And of course, you know, for the kids, waffles and mochi. Your your children do watch waffles and mochi, don't they? No. You don't know. <gasps> How do you consider yourself to be a Michelle Obama fan? A Michelle Obama stan? My kids watch like three things. No, okay. honestly, Jay Sean watches repeats of like Harry Potter, Boy Meets World, and That's So Raven. He's okay, well, been he's watching older, that for like a year. Your little one, Waffles and Mochi, is on Netflix, and it's for the littles, and okay. it's a show that takes on. It's like. It's like Sesame Street because they're like they're like little Muppets, but they're not Sesame Street Muppets. Right. Meet like reality TV, all about nutrition for kids. So every single episode is about a new food group. And then Waffles and Mochi, they're the little puppets, and they go on these adventures to like basically find out all about this food. So like one day it was like mushrooms, usually something that you know kids don't typically like, and they right, go all right. around the world. And they meet different chefs and things like that. And they experiment with the food and there's different celebrities on there. A lot of different celebrities have made appearances on there. And, um, but is this and, produced and, by Michelle Obama? And it's, it's, and she's in it as well. She's in every episode. Oh, wow. So she, oh, usually okay. towards the end, either in the beginning and the end, or especially towards the end, she basically is like, you know, that waffles and mochi have to report back to her okay. and tell them, tell her all about, and she's like the tender of the garden like there's this garden of of vegetables and everything and fruits and everything that she's like she's the boss and she i love it though like her her care obviously it's like it's her but like she is so like what's the word i'm looking for like yes gentle parenting is a thing and it's a trend but she keeps it real with waffles and mochi as well so i like that she kind of keeps them in check it's just great like honestly my kids love that show we've watched it we've binged it several times and the themes the theme song is so weird it's like what is it oh listen to your vegetables and eat your parents with waffles and mochi So they they switched it, right? Like listen to your parents and eat your vegetables. Right. Like, your vegetables and eat your parents. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. I know. I it's to, great. No, seriously, you will love it. You will be sitting there like watching it, like I know, because that's how I was with Rise Up, Sing Out, that I was, like, trying to tell everybody in the world to go watch. After I watched it, I was like, okay, everybody has to watch this. 
every single I, that's on that's on our list but yes i don't yes. think you can be a michelle obama stan and not have watched waffles and mochi like oh, who are you waffles and mochi now. everybody and it's it's very appropriate it's not one of those kids shows that you're like right eh. no it's it's very very well done very tasteful very it's very just, much it's so. funny how she has like she doesn't have the capability to do bad at something you know what i mean like no nope. she was a successful politician before obama let's get that straight you know That's she real. had her own career and then matter of fact i want to say she had if i remember like her because i haven't read his book but her book she, her career was on board before his like she was done with school or something before him anyway Anyway, she, she was more her. she was more on her shit when Obama like right. came into the picture and was kind of like, you know, picking her up in a hoopty and right. He was still <laughs> getting his stuff together. He was still getting his <laughs> stuff together, yes. But um, but I um I I love that she she did that. And then you know, she she did first lady, but we know she did so much as first lady, and then best-selling author. She has the best uh I forget what it's not best selling podcast, but what is it like most listened to podcasts or something? Any top top podcast, mm-hmm. one of the top podcasts. She's out here producing kids, right. whatever. Kids oh, movies. have you seen her documentary on Netflix too? Have you seen her documentary? I, on, I think it's on Netflix. I need to go through Netflix. I clearly yeah, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, on, it's it's called Netflix. it's called on B. It's it's about it's it's about the book. It's like, but okay. it's like with it, 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 her family's in it. It's, it's really good. It's really, really, really good. So okay. especially if you read the book, you should watch the documentary. Right. And I need to catch up on her podcast. But yeah, she, her documentary is like. I need to catch up too. Legit. I was really heavy on it. Like when it first came out and then I was just kind of like slipping on the episodes. But um, I just, I could listen to her talk, honestly, to, to go to sleep. She has so. such a wonderful voice. Her and Barack has like a. A soothing, sexy voice, and Michelle has like a soothing but powerful voice. God knew what sense. he was doing when he put them together. Okay, gosh, that's right. Perfect. Can you like, imagine just listening? It's just, oh, that's it. Um, Their perfection. Uh, right on one of the episodes where Barack was on the episode on the podcast, I was just listening to them talk back and forth to each other, and I was just like, "How do you guys argue? Does it sound nice when you argue? Like, you know <laughs> y'all just sound so amazing right but no but yeah i this episode obviously isn't going to be a super long one i just feel like we needed to come here and we really needed to celebrate the the black excellence the excellence in general you know it's president's day I mean, and i'm I not know. celebrating the mother presidents on president's day let's no but that's exactly okay. i was gonna say like, no there's really no other president day. i care to celebrate so they're gonna be on here celebrating all these old white men and every these- single president okay. was racist except obama right um and so, so i think we just needed to make sure we held a space to celebrate our people you know for sure for sure so yeah that being said, happy Brock and Michelle Day. <laughs> <laughs> and Kamala. We, we can't forget and Kamala. And Kamala, yes. Yes. So, so happy Our People Day. There it is. There it happy is. Until we come up with like a cute hashtag name for all three of them. Happy Our People Day. And happy Black History Month. And happy and Support it. Black Girl Voices on Patreon Month. And right. happy pay your reparations if you haven't. Pick some Black creators and pay some reparations. Oop, I'm just saying because if you don't believe in reparations, then you're not anti-racist. I'm just saying. That's it. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Black Girl Voices podcast. 
If you loved today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices and say hello. Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.